Hi there, and welcome to the Pondering Stepmom podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and thank you very much for joining me today. I appreciate it. This week, I want to talk about what it's like for stepmoms who have good friends who are bio moms, but not stepmoms. I personally have zero stepmom friends. Uh, I do have a best friend who may soon end up becoming a stepmom if things get more serious with her current partner. And I do have another really close friend who's not a stepmom or married to someone who had kids with someone else previously, but she's helping to raise her godchild um, for a close family friend whose wife passed away, and that wife was her best friend. So these two friends can relate to me on certain levels, but the majority of my friends really can't relate at all to a lot of my stepmom struggles as much as they really sincerely try to. And so realizing that I'm probably not alone on this, I wanted to get feedback on this issue from other stepmoms. And boy, did I get a lot of feedback. <laughs> so let's dive right in because there are a ton of comments. Okay, so the topic that I originally posted says, stepmoms, do you have good friends who are biological moms, but not stepmoms? If so, what do you think is the hardest thing to relate to them about in regard to your stepmom role and or the things that they will never quite get about your stepmom struggles. And I'm going to start with a comment here from Chelsea. Thank you, Chelsea. She says, how little control our household, as in my husband and I have, over our situation. I get a lot of, oh, just do this or do that. Why can't you just do this? And even when you explain that you can't because of a controlling bio mom, how the custody order is written, or reasons such as stepchild can't be signed up for certain things without both parents' signatures, people turn around and say we are making excuses, when in fact that is our reality. That and a lot of comments about what age can stepchild choose to, to live with who or are we going to try to fight for more time? People don't seem to understand how expensive lawyers are and then court fees on top of that, not to mention the stress it puts on everyone, including the stepchild. Yeah, those are definitely a lot of things that people who are not stepparents just don't think about um, and don't have to deal with. It's just like she said, that's not their reality, but it's her reality. Um and yeah, what age the stepchild can choose to go live with whatever household. I mean, on the surface, it sounds like, yeah, oh, maybe they can just choose to live with you, but it's not that easy. You know, you got to go to court and you got to deal with all this stuff. Okay, a uh, comment here from Brooke who says, having to deal with the bio family and not being accepted by the bio family. Thanks, Brooke. Yeah, I mean, um, Dealing with in-laws is a thing that a lot of us struggle with. Um, and then as a step-parent, you have that and you have this other extended family 
um, like the bio moms extended family and all these people, extra people that you have to deal with. And it's really hard. Okay. Comment here from Brianne. Thank you very much. She says, I used to have a few close friends who were our bio moms who would tell me I am not a real mom or I was a weekend mom. I am a bio mom now and still a stepmom. Being a stepmom is harder. Yes, and I have said so many times on this podcast that being a stepmom for me has been significantly, I don't know if harder is the word, just filled with so many more complicated dynamics. Um, I mean, as a bio parent, there's stuff that happened that I just didn't see coming. But as a stepmom, I feel like it was way more stuff that I just did not see coming. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Uh, the whole real mom thing, I cannot stand that term. People throw it around a lot and it really bothers me. Um, I mean, you can give birth and be a biological parent. Um, but you can also be a person in a child's life who is showing up and putting in that effort and being a quote unquote real parent. And yeah, I just prefer not to use that term. And it it is offensive when people say stuff like that who just don't get it. Um, weekend mom, that's another one. You know, if you have your stepchild or stepchildren every other weekend or on the weekends, that doesn't mean that your life isn't affected every single day, whether it's by the schedule or emotions or things that are going on. If there's turmoil between the two houses, like whether you physically have the child in your home uh, often or not as often, you're still thinking about it all the time and it's still affecting you on a day-to-day -day basis. Okay, now I'm going to move on to the Pondering Next Instagram page where I got a ton of comments. So I am going to start with a comment here from Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. She says, I am both a bio mom and a stepmom. And from that perspective, I will say people have said things to me like, well, it's your house. You should put your foot down. Of course, with my bio kids, that works. It has not one single time worked with my stepkids. And if I tell my husband my concerns or how I want to handle something nine times out of 10, instead of addressing the issue or behaving like we are a team, he either defends the kids or he brings up something he doesn't like that my kids do. Therefore, we never get anywhere. This pattern of behavior over several years has led me to stop trying to be involved in the parenting of my stepkids at all. Obviously, they have two parents who think they are doing just great without my input, so why continue to put myself in situations that cause my mental health to suffer? I've learned to let a lot go. This is something that bio parents in a nuclear family would never have to face or deal with, and it sucks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all that stuff, 
you know, extra disagreements between you and your partner about things that, quite frankly, people who aren't in a blended family don't understand. Okay, fed up stepmama says they don't understand how the more loving and generous you are, the angrier the child becomes because they resent that you do things their parent does not do. They also don't understand that you can't just make simple decisions without approval. And they really don't understand the circus that is family court. It baffles them that bio mom can go years on end without providing any support, emotional or financial, and then get to drag us into court and destroy our lives on a whim. They also don't get that it really doesn't end until the kid is 18. The other parent can force you back to court anytime they feel like it for any reason or none at all. Yes, thank you. I think that comment pretty much speaks for itself. Um, Comment here from Jenny who says, they don't realize how it feels to have someone else's decisions constantly changing the trajectory of your own. Yes, this is, I can like feel the stepmoms out there nodding right now. (laughs) Absolutely. This is definitely one of the big ones um, that I think people who are not step parents just don't get. Okay. And here is Jen who says the complexities of the extended family dynamics. We struggle with my mother-in-law overstepping and overcompensating all the time, which in actuality, it's undermining our parenting. And I cringe when my friends use the phrase, when she goes home, referring to her mom's house. She is home when she's with us. Thank you. Yeah. That can hurt, and that can definitely be something that that even your really close friends don't realize when they say it is, you know, hurtful or offensive to you. Because as a stepmom, you're probably trying really hard to make your home a home for your stepchild. So yeah, that's a tough one for others to understand who aren't in it. All right, Bree commented here. Always having someone else undermine what you are teaching or parenting. Yes, Brie. Oh my goodness. I could talk for a long time about this. This is just something parents of, um, I guess, use the word nuclear family or, you know, who don't have to deal with their kids going from house to house. Um, They just, they don't get like... (sighs) Things could be going good and then your stepchild goes to the other household and then comes back and there's transition periods and you think you're on the same page, but then when they leave and come back, you're not on the same page and you kind of always feel like you're starting from square one all the time and everything changes and the influences change. Uh, It's, it's hard and it's definitely not something that, uh, people who aren't step parents would understand. All right. Uh, Andrea says, when they tell you just do this, or I would do this, you can do that because you are a bio mom, 
I can't do that because I am not. Thank you. Okay, comment here from Alexandra who says, for me, it's my own insecurities about, quote, good enough, with bio children being the ultimate achievement. And also that most of my friends are at the age where they're in the trenches with really young kids, and I'm not in the same place as my stepchildren are teens. Oh, I feel this. I feel this so much. Thank you for this, for bringing this up. Um, for me, this is a huge one because a lot of my close friends who are bio moms, their kids are younger and my biological daughter is younger. So we can talk about stuff and relate, but my stepchild is an older teen now. And I feel lost on an Island because it's like, I can't really relate completely to bio moms who have teenagers. Um, but it's like, I'm on an island alone with a teenager, and I don't know any other stepmoms who have teenagers. So it's difficult, you know? Yeah, thank you so much for bringing that up. That's a good one. Okay, Blondie commented, transition day. It's either a meltdown on the way out or a train wreck on the way in. <laughs> Thanks, Blondie. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, and definitely... Our friends who are bio moms do not have any experience with those transition days, which can be like extremely dramatic. Thank you for that. Okay, comment here from Kelly who says, when my friends say things like, it's no different than being a mom. <laughs> um, yeah, it is different. Uh, I'm a full-time stepmom. And I do get comments like, well, you're basically his mom, which, you know, sounds right and kind of is right. But under the surface, it's it's just it's not the same. And I think unless you're in that position, it's difficult to understand. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, Laura Michelle says, they think not having the kids full-time gives you built-in breaks. And she says in brackets, it does, but they don't understand how you're chained to the custody schedule and have almost no flexibility. Yes, thank you for that. Yeah, and this goes back to the whole, you know, just because you don't have them in the home on certain days or weekends or whatever, it doesn't mean that you're not constantly thinking about, you know, how am I going to schedule this? What am I going to do here? You know, it's always on your mind. Okay. And I am now going to go ahead and move on to some anonymous comments that I got on the Pondering Nooks Instagram page. All right, I've got a lot of anonymous comments here to read, so I'm probably not going to be able to really comment myself on a lot of them. I'm going to let them speak for themselves um, so I can get to everybody. Um, the first stepmom here commented, bio moms not recognizing the complicated relationships and traditions surrounding the holidays with blended families. Today was a good reminder of that. 
she's referring to Easter. Yeah, you as a step parent or within a blended family, you know, it's not that easy to just be like, okay, this is what we're all doing for Christmas, or this is what we're doing for for summer break, or whatever it is, you've got so many different people involved in the decision making, that it can be extremely stressful. All right. And here is another comment from a stepmom who says they don't get how tough the transition in our home can be and how difficult planning anything can be, especially when bio mom isn't the best with communicating a plan. Yes. Again, it's, you know, those transition days and again, planning and scheduling it's just, it's so much harder when you're a part of a blended family. Absolutely. Okay. Another stepmom commented, they have no idea what it's like to deal with high conflict bio mom or high conflict bio dad that is trying to alienate you from your children. Disagreeing on how to handle some things does not even come close. Absolutely. Definitely not something that bio parents who have never been a step parent could understand. All right. Other comment here says, hearing them say, you'll understand when you become a mom. Yeah, this is definitely something that I heard before I became a biological mom. And I just think people should refrain from saying things like that. Um, on a very early episode, I think I talked about what it was like for me when I was a childless stepmom before I had my daughter and getting those comments like, you don't know until you're a mom or you won't understand until you're a mom. And I'm like, well, there's things I can still understand. Like I can still understand that I need to put sunscreen on a child before they go out into the sun without being a biological mom, you know, or I can still be able to take care of a child and make sure they're fed and I can do all those things. So yeah, let's just not say that. <laughs> Full stop. Okay. Uh, this stepmom says the schedule and how time is so precious and a challenge. Yes. Until you're a stepmom dealing with uh, all the schedule changes and the planning and the transition days, like you, you think that you have time constraints as a bio mom, <laughs> being a stepmom whose stepchild or stepchildren goes back and forth between other houses is, is really on another level. All right. Another comment here from a stepmom who says, the constant roller coaster of a high conflict bio mom who is manipulative, emotionally abusive, and engages in parental alienation. The ball in the pit of my stomach on transition day, never knowing what version of the child we're going to open the door to, not being able to have a healthy, stable communication with his mother without it derailing or derailing into something threatening or abusive. Thank you. Yes, sounds very familiar to what I went through. And 
trying to talk to my best, best friend about it. And, you know, kudos to her. She has tried so hard over the years to understand what I'm going through. It's just, I know she can't really know what I'm going through, but she does try, you know, and dealing with a high conflict bio mom as a stepmom is is so difficult, especially when you don't have anyone to talk to who's been in your shoes and knows, you know, what it's like. And I think hopefully that's what this podcast can provide. You know, I can share all these comments so all of you out there know that you are not alone. You know, maybe you can't call up someone right away who understands what you're going through, but there are communities like this. So you can know that you are not alone and there are others dealing with this. All right. Another stepmom here said, I think the challenging relationship with the kid's mother is the hardest to relate to. Yes. Again, just echoing what the last stepmom said. Absolutely. Um, It's very difficult for you know, anyone who hasn't been in a stepmom's shoes to understand exactly what it's like to feel like you're constantly fighting a war and a battle, even just to communicate or just the simple things like when clothes go missing at the other house or, you know, trying to schedule a holiday gathering with all the people in the extended family. I mean, it's just a whole lot of stress. And I think that stepmoms everywhere just really need to get a lot of credit for everything that they are doing and dealing with that a lot of people simply don't understand because they haven't been in their shoes. And that about wraps it up for me today. Um, Thank you so much to everyone who gave me their feedback. I saw stepmoms conversing with each other um, on Facebook and on the Instagram page, replying to one another, relating to one another. And that made me so happy because the whole topic was about, you know, you've got friends, you've got best friends that you love, but, you know, you can talk to them about so many things, but this, if they're not stepmoms, there's like a wall there and it's so hard to relate. And so when I saw the stepmoms going back and forth with one another in the comments, that just made my day. Like I was like, and this is why I'm doing this. So thank you to all who responded. I am going to apologize if you hear any of the hammering that is happening in the background. My neighbor is hammering. Uh, Not really sure what's going on there, but hopefully that did not interrupt the podcast today. Um, As always, you can find me at The Pondering Nook, and you can also read more stepmom articles at iStepmother over at Medium. Um, So yeah, I think this was a great episode. I hope that everyone out there got something out of this, or at least got to feel like they could vent, because I think that's the biggest thing. Like if you don't have a therapist or a best friend or someone who can relate to you, it's hard to get it off your chest and have a place where you can just vent. So I'm hoping that this is that. You know, I get to vent when I talk and comment on here and it's really cathartic for me and I love it. 
So I love reading all of your comments about it. And I'm hoping that it helps you guys, even if it's just typing your comment out. I hope it brings you some sort of relief. So yeah, maybe some of you out there even connecting with one another um, from, you know, seeing each other in the comments. So, um, you know, the same thing I say every week, wherever you are, I hope you're having a beautiful morning, afternoon, or evening. And thanks again for joining me. And I'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye.